Good evening, and welcome to Haunted Hypotheticals. I'm your host, Violet Josephine. Before we get to tonight's scare, I wanted to tell you a little bit about myself. I'm Violet, a trans non-binary writer from Boston with a love of all things spooky. Growing up, I was a total Goosebumps kid. I had all the books and absolutely loved the TV series. Then around sixth grade, I upgraded to Stephen King. My first was Night Shift. It's still one I reread to this day. Pet Cemetery came next, which caused the school guidance counselor to contact my parents with many concerns. True story. And if I wasn't reading Stephen King, I was either on my way to or on my way home from Blockbuster with a new scary movie. And now here I am, many years later, telling my own scary stories to you. Thank you for being here. Haunted Hypothetical Apartment hunting can be a drag. You spend countless hours online looking for a place that you can even afford, only to be told the room is no longer available when you finally have the deposit. Then, you find it. A beautiful, spacious apartment in your price range. But when you arrive for a showing, things aren't quite as advertised. Regardless, you begin the tour of your new potential home. Tonight's story is titled, Absolutely Not. Craigslist ad. Subject, recently renovated three bedroom, two bath apartment available now. Description, rent, $2,000 per month. Beds, three. Baths, two. Utilities included, heat and hot water. Parking, off street. Pets, negotiable, available, now. Recently renovated unit in duplex now available. Three bedrooms and two baths across three floors with ample storage space and laundry in unit. Easy access to local bus and subway lines. Please call me to make an appointment. Emails will be ignored. Signed, Wilbur. Absolutely not. Casey and Shana stood outside 16 School Street on a cloudy July afternoon, both staring up at the duplex. It was indeed the tall building from the ad, but not quite. In the gray backdrop stood a house withered by time. The faded yellow exterior's paint peeled in several places. The once vibrant green shutters were now worn, barely clinging onto the window frames. The moss-covered roof looked like it was in dire need of reshingling. A large park sat behind the property, complete with a baseball field and state-of-the-art playground equipment. All of this attached to one of the local elementary schools in a small, quiet neighborhood. This is what made the dreary duplex stand out. It felt out of place. Absolutely not, Casey repeated, crossing their arms. Renovated my ass. This place looks like it's falling apart. Shayna sighed and put her arm around Casey, pulling them into a side hug. It's not that bad, Casey. As she said this, one of the window shutters fell and smashed onto the pavement. Okay, okay. It's not quite like the pictures. It's nothing like the pictures. Well, it is like the pictures. It just looks a lot older. You mean haunted, right? Decrepit, maybe? Shayna laughed and squeezed Casey tighter. Don't worry, I'll protect you. Casey always felt safe with her around, 
Shayna was the captain of both her high school football and wrestling teams, and was an avid gym rat to this day. Besides, this could be their future home together, and at this price point, they didn't need roommates. No more sharing one bathroom with three other people. No more trying to figure out who was eating their leftovers. And no more conflict over a parking space. Their lives would no longer need to be crammed into one bedroom. This was their opportunity to spread out and let their relationship thrive in the square footage it deserved. As Casey contemplated this, the front door opened. Out came a tall man. He was noticeably tall. Shayna stood six feet even, and he was at least a foot taller than that. This put Casey's eyeline around his belly button. Neither could pin his age if they wanted to. He had soft, boy-like features, but also a weariness that, much like this house, only came with age. His hair was brown with patches of gray throughout that spread down to his beard. He offered a kind smile before reaching a handout to Shayna. She was the administrative top of the relationship, and thus handled all the communications and schedulings of these matters. You must be Shayna. It's a pleasure to meet you. They shook, Shayna giving her classic vice grip handshake. His gaze then lowered to Casey. And you must be Casey. It wasn't a question, it was more of a statement. Nice to meet you, Wilbur. Casey opted out of a handshake with an awkward wave. Please, call me Will. Casey and Shayna entered the duplex. The three stood in the foyer, Casey and Shayna wiping the soles of their shoes onto the brown doormat. The first thing the pair noticed was a dry, sour smell. It was subtle, but present throughout the home. All old houses had a smell, so they paid no mind. Will suggested they start the tour on the top floor and make their way down. Every step up the stairs was followed by a creak, as if the house itself was greeting them. Passing through the second floor, Casey quickly peeked into any open door they saw. They gleaned two of the three bedrooms before making it to the stairs down the hall. The stairway opened up to a third bedroom and ample storage. Shanna pointed this out to Casey in the ad, noting it would make an excellent art studio for them. Right now, Casey's art and supplies were shoved deep into the abyss of a closet. The bedroom was large, sporting a clean wooden floor and well-kept light blue wallpaper. The room had one window, which faced out to the park. Will took this time to discuss the recent internal renovations. He also apologized for the house's bleak exterior, which he planned to repaint once the weather cooled down in the fall. As he was rambling on, Shayna heard a distant crack behind her. She turned to face the window and saw a shape hurtling towards her. She moved right, just missing contact with the unknown object as it crashed through the window. Glass sprayed out into the room, causing Casey and Will to recoil in sync. The object rolled across the floor and stopped with a thud against the adjacent wall. After a moment, Will looked over to see a baseball. Damn, kids. He clearly tried to say this under his breath, but the post-shatter silence did not hide his comments from Casey nor Shayna. He went to the window, looking down on the park. Whoever hit the home run was long gone by now. I remember when this was all farmland. Will turned to face them. My great-grandparents purchased this house before it was even the edge of the city. Before all the development, this was a beautiful valley. Lots of bright grassy knolls and dirt paths. The community was small, but intimate. We, they looked out for each other. He began to trail off. Shana started to say something, but he suddenly sprang back to life. This wasn't always a duplex, you know. 
I grew up in this house with my brother Henry and our parents. When they passed, Henry and I decided this house was just too big for the two of us. We turned it into a duplex to create homes of our own. Casey interrupted. Does your brother still live on the other side? Will looked down instead of making eye contact with them. He moved away. A long time ago. I own the property and rent both sides. Will then turned and walked to the stairs. Casey and Shayna took the hint and followed on for the rest of the tour. Off the stairs was a spacious full bathroom. It was much cleaner than expected. The bright white tiles gleamed like something out of a commercial. Shayna checked the water pressure in the shower, a trick she picked up after living in the city all these years. Strong water pressure, especially in the shower, was important. Most folks usually didn't think to check this important factor before signing a lease. The hall brought you to a large closet with two bedrooms along the way. The bedrooms were just as clean and spacious as the one upstairs. Shortly after, they came back downstairs where the tour began. The first floor included all the usual amenities one would expect in a home. An empty living room space with big bay windows looking out onto the street. The weather was dreary, but Casey knew this east-facing room would get plenty of sunlight during the brighter days. This space connected to a small dining area with just enough space for a table. The tour ended in the kitchen. Dark granite countertops expanded around its perimeter. The appliances weren't new, but they were clean and worked perfectly. No dishwasher, but the freezer did have a built-in ice maker. The back windows looked onto the small parking area with four marked spots. Casey and Shana had to give it to Will. This was an old house, but the interior was impeccably cared for. Casey felt they may have judged the situation too harshly. They felt uneasy around Will, but he would only be their landlord. He would stop by from time to time as needed, and they would mail him a check once a month. That's it. Will led them back to the dining room table to sit and discuss. As they chatted, it began to rain outside. Casey and Shana asked their various questions. What were the closest public transit stations and stops? How many parking spots were allowed to the unit? Could they get a grill for the small patch of grass outside? Was anyone renting the other side of the duplex? Could they get a dog? Lastly, Casey asked about the laundry and second bathroom mentioned in the ad. There were no pictures of these, and neither appeared on the tour. Will snapped his fingers, and in that instant, the rain began to come down harder. A loud boom of thunder followed. Casey knew this man didn't control the weather, but this sent a shiver down their spine. He followed this with a smile. It wasn't a smile, but more of a smirk. An eager look across his previously withered face. I nearly forgot. There's a basement. Will led them to an open door in the kitchen, a door that neither of them remembered seeing before. It was too dark to see down until Will flicked the lights on. The single bulb slowly came to life, illuminating an old wooden staircase. They all descended with Will leading the way. Upon first glance, this was an average-looking basement. It was unfinished, with concrete floors and exposed insulation in the ceiling. It was hard to see much. There were only a few light fixtures in the open space. The washer and dryer combo were stacked neatly in the corner by the stairs. Old but usable, just like the other appliances. The bathroom was much older than the one upstairs. The small doorless room was painted a shade of dark pink from the cracked floor tiles to the molding ceiling. 
A strong odor kept Casey and Shana from exploring any further. Before all the details could come into view, the doorbell rang. Casey stared up at the ceiling, startled. Will cleared his throat. Oh, that must be the other prospective tenants. I hope you don't mind that I have others coming to see the unit. There are a lot of interested parties. No, no, we understand, Shana began. That gives us time to discuss on our own. Will nodded. I'll leave you both to it. Come find me if you have any more questions, and please feel free to let yourselves out when you're ready. Will gave them both another nod and headed up the stairs, quietly turning the lock behind him. So, thoughts? Shana inquired. Casey didn't answer. The water pressure in the shower was excellent, by the way. Does something feel wrong to you? What do you mean? I'm not sure. I just have this feeling that something is wrong with this house. And with that man. Yeah, yeah, he's creepy, but... It's more than creepy, Casey cut her off. Something feels wrong. I'm gonna need you to be more specific, hon. Casey sighed and rubbed their eyes with bald fists in frustration. They knew they weren't being clear, but to be clear felt impossible. This was an innate feeling. They felt it deep in their gut, rising slowly into a panic. Casey lowered their hands, and as the room came back into focus, they noticed something that wasn't there before. A door. They gestured. Like that. I don't remember there being a fucking door down here. Shanna stared at the door for a moment. This isn't a well-lit room. It's entirely possible that we just missed it. Okay, I can accept that. But look closer. The old wooden door was wide. Wider than an average door. Wider than any door seen in this unit. Its location was along the concrete wall that this unit shared with the other half of the duplex. But what alarmed the pair most were the locks. Three rusty deadbolt chain locks and two spaces for padlocks, none of which were currently fastened. Okay, I can admit that's creepy. I think we should leave. Now. Shana considered protesting until she saw the look on Casey's face. She saw anxiety and grave concern wash over them. This was one of those moments where she knew she had to trust her partner's intuition. They were a team after all. So, Shana nodded and reached her hand out. As their fingers touched, they heard a knock at the door. As the pair stared at the door, it suddenly swung open with such force that they were both knocked to the ground. Hot air radiated out from the open darkness, accompanied by a foul odor. It was the same odor they noticed before, only much stronger. It was no longer just a smell of an old house, but something far more disgusting. Shayna gagged. Tough and brave as she was, she was easily squeamish. Something came out from the open door. A hand. The hand was almost human. It had two extra digits, all seven being sharp, claw-like appendages rather than fingers. The arm attached to the hand was impossibly long, stretching out to them with no end in sight. Its flesh was pale and hairy with a slimy sheen coating it. The smell became stronger as it drew closer. Before either could act, it snatched Shana's upper thigh, squeezing its claws into her jeans. Blood slowly seeped out, dripping onto the concrete floor. She screamed out in pain, but that pain only seemed to activate her. 
she suddenly snapped into action, using all of her strength to pry the claws out from her leg. As its grip loosened, the pain intensified. Shayna did not relent, and neither did Casey. They were on their feet moments later, kicking the attached arm. Their sneakers collected the slimy residue from its skin. Casey gave it one last stomp before it slithered back into the darkness. Neither could find the words to respond to the situation. Shayna grabbed Casey by the arm and pulled them to the stairs, ascending with haste. She reached for the doorknob, turning it aggressively. It wouldn't budge. The door was locked from the other side. She furiously banged on the door with both fists. Let us out, you piece of shit! She continued banging while Casey stood to her back, trying to remain calm. Then Shayna began kicking the door. Casey, I need some space to kick us out of here. Casey made a concerned face, but knew she was right. They descended five steps before stopping, just far down enough to provide a view of the dark opening. Shayna stepped back, raised her right leg, and slammed it against the door. She kicked again and again. Shayna! Casey screamed. The hand was back, but it was not alone this time. A total of three pale appendages exited the darkness and were gaining ground quickly. We're running out of time. Shayna kicked, and kicked, and kicked again. This time she heard a crack in the wood. Shayna kicked one last time with everything she had. The door caved in at the center. The frame split, freeing the hinges from the wall. Shayna gave the door a push and watched it crash to the ground with a bang. She reached back and pulled Casey to her. Let's go! Back in the kitchen, Shayna took a moment. She was nearly out of breath bent over with both hands on her knees. The adrenaline of the situation began to wear off, and the pain in her leg started to flare up. Casey, on the other hand, wanted to waste no time. We have to get out of here. Now, they ordered, tugging on Shana's collar. Before Shana could respond, Will appeared from the dining room with a baseball bat in his right hand. He stood there like a sentinel, his pale face now red with anger. Casey saw malice in his now yellowing eyes. Will ran at Casey, yelling and swinging the bat. It made hard contact with the top of Casey's head, and they collapsed to the ground. Will was quick, but not quick enough to handle Shayna, too. Within the blink of an eye, Shayna tackled him to the ground. Despite her tired and injured legs, she pinned him. His tall frame was no match for her strength. Shayna dug her knee into his gut causing him to scream and drop the bat. She repositioned herself, her thighs squeezing his waist for balance, and wound her arm back. Her fist made direct contact with his jaw. She hit him again, this time making contact with his nose. An audible crunch echoed through the kitchen. When she prepared for a third, Will put his hands up over his face in surrender. Please, please, you don't understand, he begged. She ignored this and punched through his hands into his face. I have to feed him. She threw another punch. He spat blood at her in response. What the fuck is going on here? Shayna demanded. You're too late. <coughs> he began to cough up more blood. You will never escape him. Will went silent. He either died or fainted from the pain. Shayna wasn't going to stick around to find out. She knelt next to Casey and gently brushed their hair out of their face. When there was no response, she urgently shook Casey's shoulder. Casey! Casey! Please tell me you're okay. 
Shayna's voice was shaky, lacking the confidence she so frequently displayed. Casey, feeling disoriented, began to open their eyes. They felt something wet on their cheek. It was Shayna, shedding tears of relief. She helped Casey to their feet and hugged them a little too tightly. I, I want to go home, Shayna. I want to go home. Casey spoke with a dreamlike tone, clearly still dazed. I'm going to get us out of here, hun. Shayna gently kissed Casey's cheek. She was alert and good in a crisis. All she had to do was take Casey to the front door and leave. Right? Shayna assessed her surroundings and realized the house looked different. The once well-kept wallpaper was now faded and torn all over. Strange symbols were painted onto the bare walls. The paint itself looked old, a mix of red and brown. Shayna wasn't even sure it was paint. To her, it looked more like dried blood. But the worst thing Shayna noticed were the missing windows. They weren't bound or concealed. They were gone, as if they were completely erased. The storm outside sounded muffled, with no openings to let the sound in. Everything was silent and still. A wave of fear washed over her. She suddenly wondered about the doors. Shayna grabbed Casey's hand and took them to the foyer at the entrance. The door was gone. The old man was right. It might be too late for them. With only two options, down or up, Casey and Shayna opted for the ladder to avoid the tentacle arms in the basement. At first glance, the state of the second floor seemed to be the same as the first. Ruined walls, bloody symbols, missing windows. Both bedroom doors were closed, like mystery boxes from a game show. Shayna wanted to know what was behind door number one, hoping for a window to escape from. But before she could find out, Casey stopped her. Wait, Shayna. We don't know what's behind that door. What if it's more of those things? I think we're safe. Shayna said this with a reassuring look on her face. Casey was immediately perplexed by the word safe. The other units share a wall with that side of the house. She gestured to the wall on the other side of the floor along the stairwell. This other side shares a wall with the outside. Not totally convinced, Casey gave a cautious nod and followed Shayna into the room. The bedroom was dark without windows to bring light in. The pair couldn't make anything out, only vague heaps of stuff in the darkness. The room reeked of something awful, but it wasn't the same smell as before. It was something different, something rotten. Squeamish Shayna only took one step in before stepping back into the doorway, already gagging. Casey bypassed her, a weird sense of either determination or delusion taking over. There's got to be a light switch on this wall somewhere, Casey said, moving their hands blindly around the walls. I'll check the other room. I'll be right back. Shayna left Casey before they could even realize they were alone. Casey pensively searched the blank walls, finally hitting a bump at the back of the room. It was definitely a light switch. They flipped the switch up, the overhead fan light responding instantly. But the light revealed something terrible to Casey. It was so terrifying that, for a moment, they could not speak. That's when Casey realized they were all alone with this horrifying discovery. Their muted scream morphed into a loud howl for Shayna. Shayna rushed back into the doorway, but before she could say anything, she saw it. Bones. Dozens and dozens, maybe even hundreds of human bones. Skulls and ribs, 
tibias and fibias, some fully intact, others cracked and broken. The room looked like a science class anatomy warehouse, but these were grade A human remains. The wooden floor was rotten, soaked in the leftover blood and flesh unpicked from the bones. Casey heard a crunch beneath their feet as they backed away from the remains. Old, withered teeth lay smashed between the grooves of their sneakers. They felt sick to their stomach. Dana was too stunned to speak, but kept the confidence in her eyes. It wasn't that she was trying to be brave for Casey. She heard something, something above her. She looked in contemplative silence up at the ceiling. Shayna? Nothing. Shayna? She remained quietly looking up. Earth to fucking Shayna? Then Shayna snapped out of it. Looking Casey in the eye, she smiled. He fucked up. Casey gave her a puzzled look. The baseball. Casey still did not understand. Shayna looked up at the ceiling and pointed. Do you hear that? Casey went quiet and focused. The storm sounded louder upstairs. Then it hit them. The broken window? The broken window, Shayna responded, excitedly clapping her hands together. She was absolutely confident the broken window bypassed whatever spell this house was under. The sound of the rain was the only evidence she needed. Casey felt the same, but their confidence was more akin to hope. At that moment, looking at Shayna, their mind flourished with what would come next. They would follow Shayna up those stairs and escape out the window together. They would run so fast and so far away. Maybe out of the city, maybe even out of the state. Casey would propose to Shayna and she would emphatically say yes. They would get married and start a family. Once they were out that window, they would start the rest of their lives together, forever. These events played through Casey's mind so vividly that they didn't notice the cracks in the wall. And by the time they did notice, it was too late. Six arms shot out of the wall behind Shayna, grabbing her at all angles. Her arms, her legs, her waist, with a final claw clutching her throat. She was forcibly pulled back onto the wall. Cracks formed, creating a silhouette of her body. For a moment, she looked like a painting. Before Shayna was gone, a muted, I love you, left her lips. Sobbing, Casey raced up the other end of the stairs. They were running on pure adrenaline and heartbreak, both propelling them further and faster. They ripped up the stairs, tripping once before making it to the top. The bedroom door came into view like shining gates. Casey lunged through the entrance, slamming the door behind them. They quickly scanned around the room. It was like the rest of the house, only Shanna's hypothesis was correct. The window was still there, hole and all. The baseball still lay in the exact spot it landed. They approached the window, crushing glass with each step. They tried to open it, but no luck. Of course it was stuck. Casey thought about Shayna and how she would just kick the glass out. So, Casey kicked. Once, then twice. Before their third kick, the wall behind them began to crumble. The cracks came out from the center with a thud, forming a spider web. An opening formed wider with every thud. Casey's heart began to race. They kicked faster, again, and again, and again. The glass finally shattered and danced down onto the cars below. 
Wasting no time, Casey stuck their leg out the window. The feel of rain on their bare skin felt like freedom. Casey did it. They made it outside of this cursed house. They felt hope again, but they also felt the tug on their other leg. The tug turned into a painful squeeze. They were suddenly pulled back into the house, their one wet leg skidding through the broken glass of the window. Casey let out a crying yelp, but was quickly silenced by a claw around their throats. Casey now faced the wall, watching it crumble to reveal the truth of 16 School Street. A large face appeared, encompassing nearly the entire wall. The pale, hairy face had too many eyes to count, and they were all fixed on Casey. Its long, stringy, dark hair squirmed atop its head like greasy snakes. It opened its mouth and let out a loud groan. The foul odor of its breath assaulted all of Casey's senses. They began to feel faint. Absolutely not. The end. Thank you for listening to tonight's Haunted Hypothetical. I hope you enjoyed it and are feeling thoroughly uneased. Keep your ears open for my next scare. It's right around the corner. Tonight's episode was written, narrated, and produced by Violet Josephine. The Haunted Hypotheticals theme song is by Rebecca Riskalzik. Thank you, and good night.